This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 244. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I'm one of your hosts, Vicky. And this is Larissa. And I still got a little bit of the Janis joplin frog voice <clears throat> kind of going on here. I think something blew in the last cold front. I don't really suffer from allergies as bad as I used to several years ago, which is actually one of the things we're going to talk about a little bit today. Um... <laughs> But uh, nevertheless, every now and then, one of these cold fronts will bring something that just makes me a little froggy, Mm. sound a little froggy. Anyways, uh, in this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to discuss some of the changes that can occur in the body as a result of ditching animal products in favor of healthy whole plant foods. Now, uh, as with many of our episodes where we talk about things like nutrition and uh things that can happen to your body. (laughs) Um, We're not medical people of any sort. We're not medically trained. We are not nutritionists. This is based on our own research. So please make sure that you are consulting with your doctor. If you experience anything funky going on with you (laughs) or, uh, or you're just wanting to get some real medical advice from a licensed professional. Right. All right. But first, before we get into our episode, we have a new rating. We do. So this rating is, and review, review is from Savannah Ray, who said, the perfect podcast to keep me motivated and informed. I was browsing for new podcasts to listen to on my nearly 20-hour road trip, and I came across this one. Thought I would try it out, and I ended up listening to about 25 episodes in a row. Wow. wow. That's awesome. I don't think I could listen to 25 <laughs> episodes of me in a row, but okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, she says, uh, I love the laid-back nature of the show, and I plan to listen to each episode. I've been a vegetarian for a lot of my life, but I've been trying to cut back on cheese and butter, which I have. And the first episode I listened to included tips for reducing dairy. It motivated me to continue to phase out dairy, which I needed, mainly because they use the phrase animals, <laughs> animal secretions, and that is just <laughs> horrific. Ha ha, I love this podcast. Yeah, that's pretty gross. That is gross. <laughs> Very gross. We're happy to uh, gross you out then. <laughs> happy we could do that for you. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time out to leave us a review. Every review that you leave us on iTunes helps to boost us up in their search engine and uh, more people find us which is awesome. It motivates us even that much more. So thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Are we ready to get into our main topic? We, you know, we were talking right before we started recording because our, we have two dogs, as you guys that are part of our uh, closed Facebook group. Beans and carrots, what up, guys? <laughs> um, I posted a picture of Molly and... No. Uh, Molly. <laughs> I do it too. Uh, I still Molly do it too. Dog. Molly passed uh, away two years yeah, ago. And I still of, do it. Of Cosmo and Ruthie, uh, and they are quite the characters. Cosmo is just turned two, and Ruthie is on her way to be one year old pretty soon. And uh, they are very energetic, but and, and uh, Cosmo by himself would probably be just chilled out. Uh-huh. But she brings a lot of the we puppy have the energy. factor. <laughs> yeah. The Ruthie factor. We bring. She brings a lot of that puppy energy to the house, which on one hand is amazingly awesome, but on the other hand, it's like okay, we're never trying to record. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get up every few uh, every few minutes, so hopefully we won't have to pause too much today. But we're we're we know we're on limited time here. So all right, all right. So let's get into the main topic. Okay, so let's talk about some changes that occur or can occur. 
in uh, the body when you switch to a plant-based diet or plant-based lifestyle. And and there are quite a few things that, that can happen. Uh, the first, now this is a big one, the first one, is that you will reduce the inflammation that's in your body. Yeah, animal fats, saturated fat re- fats release endotoxins from bacteria that cause an inflammatory reaction in your body. So our body's reacting really to perceived foreign invaders. They treat this as... Uh, these as foreign invaders mm-hmm. and thereby your body becomes inflamed. Mm-hmm. You know, I did want to add uh, as, as we're getting into this topic, uh, this was actually inspired by a post in the mm-hmm. peas and carrots where someone was asking about changes in their body that they had started to notice. And I thought this was really good because you and I have been vegetarians now for uh, about five years, mm-hmm. almost five years. Yeah. And we've noticed some changes in our tastes mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. in how we react to certain foods. Whereas before I was primarily eating meat every day, almost every meal yeah. uh, and, and a dairy lot of, and, a lot of yeah. dairy and all and that stuff. And we still do eat some eggs and dairy, but yeah. not, we don't drink milk, uh, cow's milk anymore. You were drinking quite oh, a bit of milk. I could do, quite go through two gallons a week. Yeah. I still think that is you not drinking cow's milk anymore is a big reason why you are able to manage your diabetes, your type and, two diabetes and my lupus yeah, and your lupus also. without medication. Yeah. I really do Absolutely. think that. All right. And so, it's not just me. Your doctor thinks that too. Right. Right. Uh, uh, so, okay. So, Highly processed foods are also high in saturated fats or can be. And so they also contain the same sort of endotoxins. And so they have the same effect. So animal um, products and highly processed foods. Uh, Chronic inflammation, of course, you know, we've talked about this before. Chronic inflammation has been linked to development of things like (laughs) – I'm glad you at least tried that. I would have – Right. I wouldn't have even come close. Atherosclerosis, uh, heart attack, strokes, diabetes, autoimmune diseases, of which I have two of those, uh, among the uh, among other conditions. So you know, the more inflammatory or in, infl- inflammation, wrong. <laughs> I almost said inflation causing, inflammation <laughs> causing foods, you can get rid of. The more your health will. Um, hopefully start to improve yeah you know one note we should make here is that in it and this is in contrast to omnivore diets plant-based diets are naturally Mm anti-inflammatory but i do want to say healthy healthy diets because when you and i became Mm -hmm. vegetarians we did it all wrong Mm -hmm. we just looked up everything that was possibly vegan or vegetarian and fritos Mm -hmm. oreos those types of things are con- Fritos and Oreos are are, are mm-hmm. vegan and Swedish fish. <laughs> so like, but, oh great, we yeah. can exist on this exactly. And but there is not. So so just want to make sure we're calling that out when we're talking about. It doesn't mean you just stop eating meat. Mm-hmm. It means that you're eating a healthier plant based diet. Right, and you know, as as we were mentioning, those are highly processed foods, right? So like the Fritos, those are really high in saturated fat. You know, Oreos are high in fat and sugar, and and uh, Swedish fish are high in sugar. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, what, so, so what makes yeah. a healthy plant-based diet is that they are high in fiber, antioxidants, and other phytonutrients. They're also much lower in the anti-inflammatory triggers that we talked about, like saturated fat and endotoxins. Endotoxins are toxins that are released from bacteria, commonly found in animal foods. Mm-hmm. And then um, studies have shown that people who adopt a plant-based life can dramatically lower their level of C-reactive protein, CRP, and that is an indicator of inflammation in the body. Right. So, uh, then, okay. So the next thing 
is that you will or can greatly reduce your blood cholesterol levels. So elevated blood what is wrong with me today? <laughs> Elevated blood cholesterol is a, a really a key risk factor for heart disease, for strokes. And then, of course, you know, saturated fat, again, which is primarily found in meat, poultry, cheese, and other animal products is a major driver of our cholesterol levels. So the more saturated fat you consume, the higher your cholesterol levels are going to be. And uh, studies have consistently shown that when people switch to a plant-based diet or even reduce, you know, kind of switch it up, so eat less meat, more plant foods, the their blood cholesterol levels will drop. And, you know, if you go, if you eliminate all animal products and switch to a healthy plant-based diet, again, without the processed stuff, you can can see your cholesterol levels drop by up to 35%. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because it, again, we talk a lot about this. It's not all or nothing. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people fail because they try to put these unrealistic conditions, conditions on mm -hmm. themselves. And it's very hard just even if you just start reducing, I think that's the thing is when you start reducing and start eating more whole foods, that you start to feel the benefits and mm -hmm. it feels good. Like, for example, you and I have increased our fruit intake recently mm -hmm. and I feel good. I yeah. feel very energetic, yeah. uh, whereas I used to feel really tired a lot. The other thing is we started taking regular naps, even if they're short <laughs> naps. Um, and that has really helped me to reduce, I, I, I feel, to eat just healthier mm -hmm. overall. Right, so. exactly. All right, so, you know, whole food, plant-based diets, uh, in contrast to the, the meat or animal-centric uh, food diets, whole food, plant-based diets reduce blood cholesterol um, because they, they tend to be very low in saturated fat to begin with and contain zero cholesterol. And then they're also high in fiber. And that also helps to reduce blood cholesterol levels, having a good amount of fiber in your diet. And then one other thing, and not everybody eats eats this, but soy has been shown to play a role in lowering cholesterol. So, you know, if you do eat soy products, uh, then that, that could help you as well. But I would caution you that if, you know, tofu, minimally processed things. So soy milk, you have to be kind of careful with unless you make it yourself. Because a lot of soy milk contains uh, preservatives and, you know, which is why you, we can buy a, a thing of soy milk, a, a carton of soy milk, and, and it can stay in there for a month and a half before we open it, you know. Uh, of course, once you open it, you have to use it. But uh, they do contain other things. So you kind of want to be careful with that. But soy, soybeans, other soy products, um, you know, that could be beneficial. Yeah. Well. The other note that I just wanted to make on soy, because I know it's a controversial food, just like, and, and I've seen, you know, you, you see so many articles arguing one way or another for, for a lot of things like soy, like, uh, MSG was one post mm -hmm. that was also in the peas and carrots just earlier this this week. Uh, what else? Coffee. I uh, mean, so anything, many things. Anything you can think of. I, personally, I think one of the best things you can do is 
really pay attention to how things feel in your body. Right. Because I think everybody's different. For example, the post in the peas and carrots about MSG, most people said it didn't bother them mm-hmm. and they just limited the amount of that they put into their food. So, I mean, but that, you, it really bothers. It bothers me. It didn't used to, to but yeah. that was one thing that changed when I when I started eating more plant-based. I think I just had lower tolerance for certain things and that was one. I never mm-hmm. even paid attention to msg before yeah yeah yeah, could be getting older too who knows Mm. so okay so the next thing that uh could potentially change in your body uh, if uh, as you change to a plant-based diet is that you'll improve the health of your microbiome that's a that's a cool fancy word right so what's a microbiome well that is the collective term for the trillions of microorganisms that live in our bodies. So, you know, in recent years, and you've you've heard about, we've heard about this more in recent years than we ever did before. So, you know, gut bacteria and having good uh, gut flora and all this stuff, right? So in recent years, scientists have really come to realize how important these microorganisms are for our health. And so here are the things, some of the things that they do. So they help us digest food. They produce critical nutrients, they train our immune systems, they can turn genes on and off, Uh, they keep our gut tissue healthy, of course, and then they can also help protect from cancer. And then further, there have been studies that have shown that they can play a role in uh, obesity, controlling obesity, uh, diabetes, atherosclerosis, autoimmune diseases, inflammatory bowel disease, uh, and liver disease, among other other things. So it's why it's so important to have this good balance of bacteria. I will say that this is one of the things I noticed almost immediately from when I stopped eating meat was that I stopped having as many stomach issues as mm-hmm. I used to. Yeah, me too. I used to get really, yeah. And you too. Yeah. yeah I remember definitely. that. Yeah. I do remember that. Right. So this is one of the things I truly believe that once I just stopped eating meat, mm-hmm. every meal, almost every meal, every day, this changed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, you know, how, let's take a real quick look at how plant foods help to create and maintain a healthy intestinal microbiome. Well, fiber, the fiber in plant foods promotes the growth of friendly bacteria. So the more fiber that you take into your body, the the more that that bacteria grows and flourishes. So on the other hand of that, if you have a diet that is really um, lacking fiber, that's a lot of processed foods, a lot of dairy, a lot of uh, eggs and meat, that can actually foster the growth of bad bacteria, the, the kind that's not beneficial. Yeah, if you think about it, I know this is going to gross some people out, but I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, it's like rotting flesh in your stomach. Yeah. Right? I mean, mm, <laughs> it's like animal, animal secretions. secretions. <laughs> you're welcome, Savannah. When you get to this episode, you're going to go, ah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. So, yeah, yeah. of course, it's going to have all sorts of gross bacteria. Gross stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So now what's the next? So what's the next thing? All right. You may actually change how your genes work. This is is really interesting. Yeah, this is really interesting. So scientists have discovered that environmental and lifestyle factors can actually turn genes on and off. So we're talking about antioxidants and other nutrients in whole plant foods that can change gene expression to optimize how our cells repair damaged DNA. That is so cool. Isn't that cool? It's that just you are so amazing. literally changing your body. Yeah. It's so amazing how, how 
adaptable, you know, our bodies are and, and our cells and our DNA. And, and it's just something that, you know, before this was really studied, it's, I mean, nobody could even conceive of that, right? That's right. And now, I mean, it's just kind of like, a, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. And here's something else cool. This sounds a little sci-fi, but it's it's really <laughs> cool, is that, so there are these things called telomeres that I had not heard of before. Mm-hmm. But what these are is they're caps at the end of our chromosomes that help keep our DNA stable. So this might mean, and again, might, this mm-hmm. is some studies, that mean that our cells and tissues age more slowly it, well, and the, the reason for that is that uh, plant-based uh, diet can actually lengthen those those telomeres. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so it can lengthen it, so that, that causes it us to, in a sense, age more slowly. Right, right. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so the next, uh, the next thing that could happen is that you could dramatically reduce the chance of getting type 2 diabetes. And I can, you know, speak to this personally. Of course, it was... <laughs> It was a little too late for me because I was already diabetic uh, when by the time we actually became vegetarians. So, but here's here's the thing. So, animal protein, especially red meat and processed meat, and by processed meat we mean like the lunch meats that have the the nitrites and the nitrates and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, these have been shown in just study after study after study to increase the risk of developing type two diabetes, and this is because animal fat. Uh, animal-based iron, which is called heme iron, and those nitrites that I just mentioned, the preservatives, the preservatives right? Yeah, uh, have been found to do several things. So, damage pancreatic cells, and pancre- the pancreas is what produces insulin, uh, to worsen inflammation, to cause weight gain, and weight gain is uh, when you're overweight, you're at a greater risk for developing diabetes. And also to impair the way insulin functions. Hmm. So that's that's bad. I mean, that's a whole like set of like bad stuff just from animal fat and uh, nitrites. Now, on the other side of that, not eating meat and eating whole plant foods instead of instead of meat will um, dramatically reduce your type two diabetes risk. So whole grains, especially, are what are protective against type two diabetes, and I think that's pretty. That's I don't know that that's disputed too much. Mm-hmm. I think that in mm-hmm. itself is is something that uh, has been known. And a plant based diet can improve or even reverse your diabetes if you've already been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now this is, um, of course, provided that you don't have a sugar addiction that is not controlled. Mm-hmm. Because that, and that's where my my issue lies. Right. Uh, you know, with the the changes that I made as far as uh, not eating meat and eating more plants, if if I were not consuming the sugar that I have consumed, you know, the excess sugar, then I think that uh, my my diabetes, my, my sugar numbers would be lower than they are. And they were at one point. And I was going to say, and to your credit, you're managing this without any sort of mm-hmm. medication whatsoever. And I think mm-hmm. you're able to do that for the most part because mm-hmm. you are eating mostly plant-based and and healthy, much healthier than we were five years ago. That's for sure. Exactly. Okay. So the next thing that uh, could happen or probably will is that you'll get the right amount 
and the right type of protein. And, you know, this is one of the things that is the biggest, uh, one of the biggest complaints that vegetarians and vegans have is people are always asking you, well, how do you get your protein? <laughs> well, you need to eat meat because you need protein. Yeah. Well, well, the second part of that is right. We do need protein. Right. But you don't need meat to get it. Right. And, you know, another thing that's a misconception uh, is that consuming more protein than the body needs uh, will make you stronger or, or leaner. You know, uh, that's not true. That's right. And we did a whole episode uh, on that protein myth, mm -hmm. I guess, uh, probably about four or five episodes ago, which uh, really talks more about that if you're interested in hearing that. But we are so protein obsessed mm -hmm. and really i think a lot of that is being pushed by these people that are producing protein, protein powder yeah exactly mm -hmm. so w what happens when you have too much protein when you consume too much is that that excess protein is stored as fat in your body or turned to waste and animal protein you know is also a major cause of weight gain heart disease uh, diabetes inflammation cancer so if you know if you're not that's not to say if you eat meat you're going to have all these things but if you're eating a lot of hot meat that's that's high in saturated fat and that may be processed and then but you're not exercising you're not eating you know complementary healthy whole uh, plant foods, then you could end up with a whole host of problems. So the average omnivore in the US gets more than 1.5 times the optimal amount of protein uh, that the human body needs. And most of it comes from animal sources. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, uh, the protein found in whole plant foods can protect us from uh, chronic diseases as opposed to animal protein that can actually kind of expose us to a bunch of make you high cholesterol yeah, higher the risk, stuff we talked yeah, about exactly yeah. so the cool thing is there's really no need to track protein intake or use protein supplements with a plant-based diet so if you're just making sure that you meet your d daily caloric needs by consuming whole plant foods you're going to get the protein you need right and, and dr neil barnard of the p position physician positions <laughs> What is wrong with us today? Uh, well, we're trying to keep track of the dogs here, too. The uh, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. The, that's a, he's a president or whatever the head honcho dude is called there. Uh, he talks a lot about this, too. So he's got a lot of videos on YouTube mm -hmm. that are pretty interesting. So you should check those out. Check it out. Okay, you also may experience a change in your sense of taste. Now, this is kind of interesting. So... This is because of zinc. Zinc is a, a, a mineral that's crucial for the sense of taste to function properly. And in red meat, you get plenty of zinc. So if you're eating meat on a regular basis, you're getting a, a, an adequate intake of zinc. For plant-based sources, zinc is found in beans, nuts, and whole grains. The interesting thing is that these uh, plant foods also contain a phytochemical called phytic acid, which interferes with zinc absorption in the body. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So if that's all you're eating and you're not eating, you know, red, uh, getting zinc from red meat, then you're actually going to need to eat more of those foods to kind of compensate for that. Hmm. So, and, and I just, I just think that's very interesting that you can actually lose some, some taste, right? you know? Right. And, and now I did see that, uh, someone in the, I, I think in response to that question about, about 
food intolerance or changes, you know, after becoming uh, vegetarian or vegan, someone did say that they actually tasted their food better, uh, the vegetables better, at least because they didn't have meat kind of competing with the, the taste. You know, I will say, I think that I actually tasted better, uh, tasted foods better, just because, and this is just my own personal theory, I think meat, especially the type of meat we were eating had a lot of grease in mm-hmm. it and it just kind of coated your mouth, you yeah. know, like with this greasy type yeah. and everything just kind of tasted like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're eating more whole plant-based foods that don't have that added mm-hmm. stuff, you taste you each taste individual in, thing. Individual, yeah, mm. exactly. That's interesting. All right. So the last point here is that you'll make a huge impact on the health of our planet and its inhabitants. And when I say huge, I mean in the sense that... She means huge. (laughs) Well, it's cumulative, right? A lot of people just think, well, what good is this one thing going to do? So what if I replace my plastic bags with with cloth bags Mm -hmm. or something like that? It's just one little thing. There's so many people still using plastic bags. Well, you know, I think... And we've been posting some things recently on our uh, Facebook page about how people have slowly been adapting a more vegan lifestyle and how they've been more environmentally conscious, which collectively leads to a huge impact. So you really can't look at just, you really have to look at the bigger picture, I guess, and really understand that this is really making a huge impact to our planet overall. Animal agriculture is extremely destructive to the planet. It's the single largest contributor to greenhouse gas emissions. It's a leading cause of land and water use, deforestation, wildlife destruction, and species (laughs) (laughs) extinction. No, we're not drunk. I haven't had a nap yet. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's it. We're used to our three o'clock nap and we kind of blew through nap That's one of the cool things about not having a corporate job. I actually have a nap built into my schedule. Yeah, we have a scheduled three to four o'clock nap and we blew through And it's 4.13 right now, so we're a little (laughs) bit past it. All right, and then eating a plant-based diet helps us lead a more compassionate life. So for animals, for the planet, and for ourselves... And I will say that has definitely been the case. I've been much more personally aware uh, since I've moved over to a vegetarian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that does it for our main topic. Hopefully this has given you an idea, If you, particularly if you are one that is just reducing right now and is looking. You're in the veg curious category and, or reducitarian category looking to just reduce meat. Some of these things will happen. There's other things too. As I mentioned, there was a post in the Peas and Carrots about some some things changing with people's bodies, with people's taste, with their tolerance of certain things. So very interesting. If, if you're not part of the peas and carrots, head out to, first of all, if you're not part of the peas and carrots, why not? <laughs> uh, head out to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen. You'll be hit up with a couple of questions there that we, we would really appreciate answering because we want to make sure we're not uh, that we're very careful. We're very protective of this group. We don't want them spammed. We don't want people that don't necessarily jive with the community in there. You know, the people that just maybe are just out for their own interests and stuff like that. So we're very, very careful. Uh, and I think this group does a great job of supporting each other, no matter where they are on their journey, whether it's somebody that comes in and says, Hey, I still eat meat, but I'm looking to reduce. Can you help me? You'll just find a lot of helpful hints without the judgment. Right. 
All right, so uh, we ready to get into. So we the- didn't. Well, we didn't actually say the the link of how to get there. Oh, <laughs> so it's uh, if guess. you if you want to join, yeah, <laughs> right, guess. So if you if you want to join the peas and carrot society, uh, head on out to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen. I thought I did say that because I said Joe would get hit hit up with a couple of questions. I don't know. Don't know. Maybe it's both of it's both of our nap time. I'm trying. So. Well, I'm trying to watch the dogs too, so I'm a little distracted. <laughs> All right, let's move into the recipe of the week. All right, so this one. Uh, this week was suggested by Corinne Graves in the Peas and Carrots and uh, uh, it is a and I I chose this one this week because we have a uh, we're meeting some friends for dinner tonight and we're doing Thai food and so this is a recipe for vegetarian pad thai which is my favorite i love pad thai Mm -hmm. and it's uh, gluten peanuts with peanuts lots of peanuts (laughs) and and extra lime uh, so this version is uh, vegetarian, it's gluten-free, and it's vegan-friendly. And it's on uh, thespruce.com, and we'll have the link in the show notes. Perfect. All right, so what product are we talking about this week? Okay, so this, again, came from the Peas and Carrots Society. Uh, a member posted this, well, kind of, sort of. Uh, a member a few days ago had asked a question about if anyone had a recipe for a kind of a vegan version of chicken noodle soup for you know when you're feeling under the weather it's a good comfort food and one of the comments in response was to use uh, chickpea miso because it has a really rich kind of meaty uh, flavor and the the comment whoever uh, well I don't remember who it was uh, who left the comment said Use chickpea miso if you can find it. And I thought, aha, challenge accepted. So I did. I found it on Amazon. And so we will include a link in the show notes. It's an Amazon affiliate link. So what that means is that uh, if you click through this link and buy this product or any other product in your that shopping trip or I think for the next few days, after that, you, you, we will get a small commission from your sales. We, we, we won't see what you're buying. We don't know who's buying what. We just get uh, you know a few cents commission off of each sale, depending on the cost. But, but we uh, greatly appreciate that. And we greatly appreciate, I should say, before we close out with the question of the week, that we greatly appreciate the folks at our Golden Apple Roundtable, who are the folks who sponsor us on our Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen. They provide us with a monthly donation or support, amount of support. It's not really a donation. Donation is really like nonprofit type of thing, which mm-hmm. we're not. But um, with, a, uh, with a token of support every month to help keep the lights on here. We have, uh, as I mentioned, I recently lost my corporate job of 20 years, which is still kind of it's shocking to say (laughs) I thought I was going to retire from there, but you know, just that's just the way life goes sometimes. And I've decided to spend the next few months really just dedicating myself to some of our own projects. And one of the biggest of course is vegetarian Zen. So, uh, I am very fortunate to be able to do that. And again, really appreciate the folks at the golden apple round table, uh, who help support us monthly to keep the lights on here. It costs us monthly to keep the media host hosting going as well as just the cost of our equipment and all of that. So 
greatly appreciate it. If you're interested in that, head out to vegetarian, I'm sorry, patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen, and you will see a video with Larissa and I explaining the mission of vegetarian zen. And then on the right hand side, you should see different support levels. And we greatly appreciate anything that you can provide us. And if, you, if you're not into the monthly thing, you can also visit vegetarianzen.com and there will be a button there that says bias a juice. Essentially, that is our virtual tip jar. <laughs> and that is a one-time uh, support amount that you can provide at that link. All right. So are we ready for the question of the week? Okay. So the question is, uh, did you experience any positive or negative changes after adopting a plant-based lifestyle? Yeah, I think I've already talked about mine. So mine was really, I think the biggest impact was to my gut. I mm -hmm. felt a big change in my digestive system for the positive. Mm -hmm. How about you? Well, my, definitely, uh, you know, when I stopped drinking milk, uh, I could feel I my my joints didn't hurt as much for sure. Uh, I know that my my inflammatory markers went down. My my joints didn't hurt. My skin didn't hurt from my lupus as much. Uh, my the flares are you know fewer and farther between. So that's definitely a good thing. Um, I also discovered that I can't tolerate kale, <laughs> which is, uh, you know. which is funny because we were kale ambassadors. Like the first year we were all gung ho in our vegetarian journey and we became kale. There's a kale day in October, I believe. And we became kale ambassadors. And then Larissa found out she was allergic. I mean, <laughs> and, I, and I don't know if you would actually call it allergic. I, I that's what I tell people you in restaurants sick. when I'm asking, you know, is there any kale in this? But uh, I, it, I'm extremely intolerant. It makes me very, very ill. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so that's something. But uh, I think the biggest thing for me is probably the, the inflammation issues. So if you'd like to answer this question, head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash 244, or you can leave, leave us a comment on our Facebook public page at facebook.com forward slash vegetarianzen, or as we mentioned, why not join the peas and carrots? What up, guys? <laughs> I always, every time I do that, I picture like going through a crowd, high-fiving people. I know, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of these days, we'll do that. <laughs> at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen i think we've run out of time with the the dogs being patient i think they need to go outside and run Ruthie a little is bit sitting on my lap and she's <laughs> 42 pounds so yeah so with that we will end this episode until next time peace out bye thanks for joining us today on vegetarian zen we've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet you can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 